2: You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart.
1: It's up to 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil. La Ozil! Because I'm wrong, but he went right. It ran right. Said it was Ian, but he went right. I'm get past on bars on site. MVP of the night, take a negative to positive. Head ain't cracked, man. Head's in the break paper. A I, I thought it was, was Ian Bryant, but I won't see him right. Man could have had that fight. But I'm mean, gonna walk on site. Man had to grab that man. You're not gonna spit this time. With the oh, it again. With man. Fight. Of these guys it's amazing. Like, oh. It's Aaron That's, foul. That's the response of Arsenal. Chelsea. the line. I score for my team in the time I played. to I know when man lost the floor, but lost you, But I will see I right. could have had that fight, but I am going to walk side. Navri. Can and he go all back back. That man that man the way here? Still not Looks like Let's Wonderful play What from Arsenal? What Philosophy put into practice. And not even Aston Can come up with an answer The goal worthy of
3: me. Hello, and welcome to a Touchy Gunas podcast. Uh, my name's Lewis. I'm joined by the usual lads of uh, uh we got Leroy. How you doing, man?
2: Oh uh, I'm not bad, man. I'm not bad. That that, that win, win
3: that win got rid of win. Your, uh, your, your, your flu that you were carrying.
2: Right, shut up, man. You need to stop talking about that. <laughs> Don't talk about my illness. Your, your man flu. Right, man flu's a real thing. Mm.
3: I heard we're going to hear a bit a bit of flip-flopping from you uh, today about Pepe. how, how, hey, how, hey, how, hey, how hey, accurate is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm it. Yeah, give that? i Sean on it. Trunk.
0: give
2: me that drug. Give me that drug. He's still dead, but yeah.
3: He's fine. <laughs> uh, we've got Sean, who I'm sure is going to be sticking in the uh, the the knife today. No, 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 no,
0: no. We keep it light. Oh, we keep it light, do we? Yeah. yeah That's your yeah, perfect opportunity getting where he's weak. Uh don't worry, bro Uh, uh save saving the ammunition for another day. Uh good. fair enough. <laughs>
3: uh and we've got a uh, German Dan who apparently has had about twelve martinis tonight, so I apologize for <laughs> you know his his English is already a yeah. bit, you know, suspect, but if it if it <laughs>
2: You're <rude. laughs>
3: he's gonna be that
2: like oh, macarosa. How do
3: you say it? <laughs> yeah, we need we need a macarosa report from Dan today. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing Dan? You're right. Uh... You're, all you're good, coherent, man,
4: yeah? Oh, good, man. The points on the teams keep me alive. Good, good.
3: Um, before we start, guys, remember it's um, live show day on Sunday. <coughs> um, so it's four days to the live show. You know, hopefully, some of you Arsenal fans might be feeling a little bit more uh, optimistic now that we've um, got three um, points under our bag for the first time in two months. So um, obviously, we're going to be live screening the Arsenal Man City game and the United Everton game. It's at Vauxhall Street Food Garden. Um, it's going to be inside, so don't worry about the cold. Um, it's not no winter wonderland settings um, so you won't need to wear like a f- fairy jacket or whatever so um, yeah you can get tickets at shubs.com it should be a great evening going to be alcohol there's going to be food there's going to be parmings you know what it's going to be like so yeah come down and join us uh, tickets are £12.50 on the Shubs website so yeah get your tickets before Sunday um, and also be sure to use the, the hashtag when you're listening to this pod as well um, guys, let's start there, man. Because the first win in sixty-four days, jeez! If it was up like the first win of the season, like it was, it was so great to actually be able to watch Arsenal and want them to win. I don't remember. I actually can't remember the last time I fully heartedly wanted Arsenal to win a football game.
2: Does anyone remember? Boy, it's been a while. It's been a while. I can't lie to you, man. Like, I'm, but...
3: think, I'm, I'm thinking more like the beginning of Emery's tenure. That's, that's how long ago I'm thinking.
2: That long ago. Yeah. Now, do you know what? Last time I probably wanted us to win a game was at the beginning of the season when I was a little bit optimistic that we might do something this year. Mm-hmm. And then, like, obviously that went out the window very quickly. Mm-hmm. But probably the beginning of the season. And then after, like, the, the, the shit show that was the results. Yeah. But it was good. It was a good game, though. Um, I felt like, well, obviously we were very, very poor for a lot of it. But we weren't as bad as we were before. So our problems have been in we give the ball to the opposition and then concede goals and look terrible defensively. In this game, it was more that we had the ball, but we couldn't progress it. Um, I feel like West Ham didn't rate us, and they were just like, oh, we can let them have the ball. We're not, we're not, we're not going to rate them. We, they, they let us have the ball, and they were trying to play on transition because they were waiting for it to break down because they think we're that bad. Um but we've just held sterile position, um, like passing it between the centre-backs and stuff like that. Um, couldn't really progress. I thought, as tidy and good technically as Torreira was, I felt like he was a bit more conservative than I would like. And I'd liked him to progress more, which he did in the second half. But in the first half, I thought he was too conservative. With the likes of Shaka, you know what Shaka's about. If he's got time and space, he can do a little bit. But again, he's actually very very overrated in his ball progression very very overrated in his ball progression but then obviously we came to life in the second half up the intensity and yeah like obviously we had a good goal from my man Gabriel Martinelli which I'm about to trigger the takeover clause all the stocks um yeah Martinelli scored Pepe did a madness scored top bins can't complain um (laughs) You
3: you don't want to emphasize on that goal no
2: through the assist as well, so yeah. Look, listen, it's nice to get a win, and then it's nice, Freddie hugging them all at the end. It's all touchy feely, you know. I mean, how can we complain? Three points, um, and you, you know what? We're only what four, or five points behind United.
3: I know, I know. It feels it feels a bit mad. If uh, I don't, I'm, I don't want to. Tr- I don't want to get optimistic again. I think we can fall back in the trap that you know we've had a win, and now all of a sudden our uh, fortunes are going to change. But we get, we've got Man City on the weekend, so I think we kind of need to. Uh, Mm. well I'm even forgetting the standard, of the Age game but no one cares about that shit but um, yeah I think we kind of need to just tailor our expectations a little bit Um, Sean, what did you what did you think of the game?
0: Yeah um, it's kind of kind of similar Um, for six literally for the first half we would die off um, even first 15 of the second half we we, we really struggled um i said previously you, you can tell um both teams actually as well looked really devoid of any confidence e- even us more so um but yeah I, I, we really sparked into life like the moment we got that equalizer i now was our literally our first shot on target but then um i don't know it, it seemed like something li- clicked a bit and then um, we just yeah in, in those 10 minutes in that space of the equaliser we really just kind of put them to the sword which, which was great to see and um, I think Freddie said afterwards it was just kind of like he, he said at half time he was just encouraging them to move the ball a, a bit quicker but I guess you know when you're a bit um, lacking in confidence you don't take as, as many risks as, as, as you would before so um, but yeah no it, it, it was good to see us we, we kind of I think this was the first game as well in donkeys however long that we had like we out xg'd our opponents as well so mm. um so it was it was it was good to see i mean it, it wasn't great by any means but um i think when you haven't won in in ages it doesn't really matter how you get the win as long as you get to win but yeah we were quite um especially in transitioning in after we got our equalizer we were very threatening um for a good 15-20 minute period so no it was great to see um come on my boy done done his thing so um so, yeah, no, no, really good win and um, hopefully we can push on from here. It's going to be hard, though, because our fixtures over the next two months are ridiculous as well.
3: Yeah, they are, they are. Um, uh, Dan, how, how was your, what was your thoughts on the, uh, the game? Do you echo Leroy and Sean's sentiments?
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, it was just one of them games where I was thinking the way it started, it was, I was like, oh, is it just going to be one of these fucking draws again? And then um, West Ham scored from a lucky, lucky, lucky goal. And deflection and whatnot, and I didn't really think they did much, um, but we didn't do much either. And then when they scored, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be one of them days again." And then when we equalised, um, I mean, I was I was just happy it was Martinez. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, good good for I and mean, not to score later on, but for Martinez to get the equaliser was really good. And obviously, he's a he's a killer. He didn't even celebrate long; he just took the ball straight out of the that. <laughs> yeah, um, back to kick off, and then um, I was very happy with Pape's performance overall. Um, no, James I remember. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> like a couple of weeks back, I remember um he played really. Was it the United game? That's probably his poorest game he had. And then um, people were a lot saying that, talking a lot about how he's losing the ball, and um how he had like twenty twenty times he's been dispossessed or something in that game, or he lost it in possession. Um, and it, after you look at the stats of this game where he was actually really good and scored a goal and got two assists, I bet you the numbers are similar. So um what, in I terms think people of losing the ball. Yes, so he's just going to be one of them players. He's going to yeah, try he lost
3: stuff. Lost the ball twenty-two times, uh, which, in the go. grand scheme of things, that doesn't sound like a lot.
2: Yeah. Uh, see, we're talking about Pepe.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's, it's the con-
4: it's the context because when 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 it doesn't come off, people are like, "Oh, he's fucking shit." He's lost the ball fifteen times, eighteen times. When well, it comes I mean, off Mes- a Mesut couple lost times, lost
3: the ball fifteen times, and he didn't do fuck all. Cool, so.
4: Yo, I'm 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 talking about Pepe right now, so please <laughs> store that agenda for a minute. <laughs> I'ma get back to you on that one. <laughs> just, I'm just putting it out there, isn't it? But yeah, hey, leave my boy alone, man. i still have some stocks
2: in there. Well, ah, the thing is, everyone, when people are saying that, Ozil played poor and no one else is pretending he didn't play poor.
3: I'm just glad he they're not up, pretending tell, anymore. There's a
2: narrative out there that Pepe played well yesterday, which he didn't. Hmm. He didn't. He didn't. I'm sorry. I, I'm all right, what, what do you mean? Hey? Are you okay, Bob, Speak up! Are you nuts?
0: Listen, <laughs> 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 he didn't not let me come and break your other leg. I will come to your house and hey, I will break listen, your other
2: leg right man. now, bro. What? I said this in the chat, and I'm going to say this again. This Nicola Pepe guy, <laughs> for 60 minutes, got put on on notice by nah. a Brexit Premier League left back. To be fair, he it did, get him, injured, him though. He did okay. get him injured. He did get him injured. Let me talk. Let me talk. That, he did get, get him injured. injured. Let me talk. He beat him twice. And yes, he make duck- him and got him injured. But for the most time, he was comfortably in and out of man's pocket. Okay, he put his head out a few times, had a look around, and then back in the pocket. Mm. As soon as the French left back comes on, yeah. which he's, used to, which high, is where... High, he's, highly right, rated, by the way. In his comfort zone. Highly rated going forward. But come on, let's, man can't defend. Let's be serious. Well, Then he comes well, wow. alive. So, boy, like, in terms of the... P and Premier League, PN Premier League. Mm-hmm. Still, the jury's still out because, I'm sorry, he, he wasn't that impressive. He had two two good dribbles. One where he chopped him and came back on one side and then it was a poor end product anyway. Yeah. And then, obviously, he did a make anyway. And then he beat him, I think, once more. So, yeah, he didn't play that well. He, he, great goal, don't get me wrong. Very well taken. Um, and it was a good assist as well after that. But he had two flashes of brilliance. But overall, his, his overall game wasn't that good. Do you know what I
3: would say about Pepe? I think um, because of what's happened over the past few weeks, uh, and, well, even months, because he's been in and out of the team, hasn't really started a lot. I'm just going back through his performances. Whenever he has played, he's actually done quite well. Um, so, like, I'm looking back to I, 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 I kind of agree with you, Leroy. I think he wasn't great against West Ham, um, but I think we're starting to see like a bit of form coming from him. But it's it it just it doesn't look that way because. His his spell in the side has been so patchy. So if I'm looking back, Brighton, I thought he was yeah,
2: good.
3: Yeah. Uh, Brighton, I thought he was good. Um, Southampton. How long did he play against Southampton? I can't even remember.
2: Was that the one straight after the international break?
3: Yeah, ten minutes. I think he actually played well that game. Right. Um,
4: how long did he play against Southampton?
3: Um, just let me just check. Uh, Four, yeah, he came on for minutes. the last for, uh, for the second half because um, oh, okay. we looked a lot more dangerous when uh, Pepe came on. Uh, similar uh, to the Brighton game, where he came on and we, he he looked dangerous. Um, he didn't. He, he came on for like ten minutes against Leicester. Couldn't really do much. Um, I think he came on against uh, who's that Portuguese team we played? Gremmerish or did he start that game? All right, he did start that game. He did okay, I think. But that was just a shit game in general. But then obviously, like going back to October, he was good against Palace. He obviously um, scored those two free kicks against Victoria Gremmerish. Uh, was good against Sheffield United, so I think he's building up like a nice little run of form in the team. Even though it doesn't quite feel that way because his performances and well his appearances have been quite sporadic. So I think um, he's definitely uh, gaining more confidence, and we're starting to see the real Nicola Pepe now. And I'm glad he I'm glad he bagged on 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 um, on Monday, and I think I think that's really encouraging signs for him going forward. What do you reckon, Sean, since you're the biggest uh, Pepe uh, advocate here?
2: Bro, he's going to be out with no house. His wife is going to leave him hey, because broke because he's invested in too much Pepe stock. Hey, listen,
3: the stocks are looking all right at the moment. <laughs>
2: Yo, brav. <Bruv. laughs> brav. They're looking stable, I can't lie. Well, it ain't looking stable, bro. When he's out in his house, I... right, his wife is giving him it in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and... I think mean, you should have bought
3: out that thing. not <laughs> Listen, Sean's put all his money into his birthday party on
2: Saturday, I heard. <laughs> put it all behind the party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free bar
3: for anyone interested. It's in um, yeah,
2: it's in Oxford yeah, Street. Go so get there, yeah? yeah.
0: <laughs> no, um, no, I'd I, I take. Um... I was taking what Leroy said into consideration. Um, if we're, I mean, in terms of, it's, it wasn't a complete performance, but in terms of what we've seen, it's definitely a vast improvement. And also, I think you've got to com- you've got to put the performance into context in in terms of what we've been seeing from the team. It's, it's all kind of like relative. I think um, every game he's played recently, like he's he's been the threat. When he came on against Brighton last week, he was the threat until he got doubled up on. Even in um, the first half on Monday, while it was completely dire. Anything positive that we did came down his side. Um, with, with him, with him and Ainsley, there was the one where he turned Cresswell at the start, and then, um, and then there was the one where he got hacked down. There was another one where he create, he went down the side, um, and he cut it back, I think, uh, for Jacquard. And then there was a chance which led to Erzul having a header, but that all came down his side as well. Um, so even though there wasn't a great deal in the first half, every little bit of danger that we had came down his side. Um, and eventually, when the game opened up in the second half. Um, there was a bit. There was a bit more space in the lines. We were passing quicker, and that's where he uh, he, he was able to isolate himself and, and and get a lot more space. The the actual encouraging thing for me actually is that um kind of a lot of the the goal the goals he well obviously he scored two free kicks, but also this goal as well. It's kind of different to the goals he was scoring at Lille. Um, at Lille, he was getting on the end of a lot of moves which were based in transition. But obviously, he's uh, playing for a team now that aspires to have a lot more of the ball. So he's going to have to find different ways of being effective as well. So. Um, I was quite encouraged by that as well in terms of the fact that he went a lot more at his marker I think Nundberg said last week he said he he was asking for Pepe just to maybe not complicate things as much Um, but I I quite like that in terms of his combination and stuff but I think Nundberg wants him just to go at his marker a bit more and we saw that on on Monday as well so hopefully he can build up from here I actually thought um, one of the positives as well even though We've all got our concerns about him. I, I thought um, having Ainsley on the outside was good for him. Mm. Um, and then um, the link-up with Urzel uh, uh, as well. Like I said, he, he he's someone who, who thrived in a four two three one, run. So he likes to link-up with a playmaker. And then he likes to have a right-back who overlaps on the outside. So he can sort of station himself on the inside right rather than, you know, hugging, hugging the touchline. He's not really a touchline hugger like that. But, but yeah, um, good positives. And, and hopefully he can build on that going forward as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's got more goals than... Um... You know Eden Hazard this season got more goals than Jao Felix. You know he's he's doing all right for his price tag. You know let's let's let's, uh, let's not um, get too carried away with praise, but at the same time, you know we need to we need to look at the positives, right? Four goals, four assists. It's not a bad return so far, considering how sporadic he's played in the team. And I think the performances seem to be coming together. The confidence looks there. Like the clip to um, Abamyang for his goal was superb i thought that was really well executed his finish masuaku terrible defending uh, i can't remember who did the breakdown i think it, it, it was benitez benitez was furious about the defending man was even sh- showing uh uh carriga how to defend rob <laughs> he, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> he was showing him how to defend on sky sports but, um, benitez
2: was doing dancing on ice yeah he was uh, <laughs>
3: it, it, it looked mad but um yeah uh
2: you are gonna pull out these numbers from from dead balls in the Europa League, like, like you 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 are sick, fam.
3: Excuse me. D- listen, let's not talk about dead balls because the only guy, yeah, ah, listen, listen. Lewis, yeah, yeah, Ro- uh, Ronnie Uz Uzz- Uzz- Sullivan, yeah, oh, okay, I almost got that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah hey, Lewis, you need to stop, Ronnie O'Sullivan, Uzz- Uzz- Sullivan. Yeah, No. Right, exactly. Not, not not my boy Pepe.
2: Don't get me wrong. I want Pepe to do well. I just don't see it. At this moment in time, I would love for him to do well.
3: Are you I doing mean, well, though?
2: Really? Is this what you call well? The bar is on the floor.
3: No, oh, come on, man. He's doing well. You, Lewis,
2: you, bar is on the floor. You don't
3: think he did well against Brighton? Particularly.
0: Yeah, listen, you
3: got you. But even,
0: but no, no, no. But listen, even even if you don't think he's doing well, statistically, while you're saying he's not even doing well, he's still racking up. He's still obviously like four goals and four or five assists so far.
1: But he's for your he's
2: th- not bad for someone who's for one who's who played. Dead balls huh? what, what wait, hang on. What is, what, what are his Prem stats? Huh? What are his Prem stats? Two goals and probably like, how, two assists, something like that. Is that well? It's, it's not think well, but four, he's barely played. Like, I don't understand. How, how is this being used against him? <laughs> how many games? How many games he played? And how many has he started? How many has he started is, is, the, right, is the key so question. Look, the Premier and league, how many we
3: let played? I've got the stats He started nine games, right? Um, he's averaged sixty-five minutes per game. He's got two goals. He's got two assists, and he's created what three big chances.
2: And 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 what, what the assist? So apart from obviously the over assist, yeah. was it an assist an open play or was it a dead ball?
3: A dead ball. Uh, they were both corners, were they? Or were
4: they no, 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 no. The other assist was passed to Lacazette like and then Nuffield and the Derby.
3: Ah, yeah. See, yeah. There you go. Cool. But, all right, uh, so well, one open play
0: assist, I play cool, play assist, man but, but I also hear that. But if we're saying that we're struggling as a team yeah. to create anything, and we and, and we knew what we were saying two, yeah.
2: three months ago was that there was nobody for him to link up with. So I, like I, said, I completely I mean, agree. My, my only thing is, don't say he's been playing well. i right, have well, not so, said he, not he's been playing well. I no, no, no. But Lewis just said he's doing well. I think he's doing all right. Lewis is a madman.
3: Sorry. No, no, no. Not... I think I think it's coming together for him, mate. I really do. I've, I'm, I'm, no, I'm yeah, I
2: think,
4: I the, think there,
3: the things are to... do, do you want to hear some stats as well about Mesut?
2: Forget your stats. Move on now.
3: S- seven starts, zero goals, one assist, zero big chances created. Whatever, mate. So, you know,
4: I think... pre <laughs> pre-assists though, that... against West Ham. I'll take that. I
3: think, I think that's damning, <laughs> From I'm being honest, Leroy. Hey, don't
4: forget them pre-assists, man. <laughs> what Prius is doing no shit against West
2: Ham man hey what, hey what? move on bruv I'm sick of this
3: now anyway um, a, a big change from the uh, from the the team that played against Brighton was the uh, exclusion of David Luiz I think everyone in the group was quite happy to see that um, you know I don't think has Callum Chambers started a league game since Newcastle not at
0: centre-back, no. At oh, right back, game. yes. we're not at centre-back. But not yeah, at centre-back, first, right? Yeah. First, so, game, first game at Newcastle, we kept a clean sheet with Socrates. So that was the restart of that partnership again.
3: hmm So, uh, I, I mean, I thought we actually... Def- I, I, know it's, I know it's West Ham, and I'm sure West Ham are probably statistically one of the worst attacking sides in the league, as were Newcastle when we actually had our last good defensive performance. But um, I actually felt like uh, Callum Chambers looked quite comfortable and, and accomplished at the back. Um, he, I thought we played quite well actually. Um, is this something that you'd like to see going forward? Like, obviously, uh, we we all don't really particularly rate um, David Luiz, but is is Callum Chambers and Socrates the the, the partnership to go with going forward? Leroy.
2: Yo, sorry, man. All right, I I was giving. I feel like I'm hogging the floor, so I didn't. I want to give someone else. No,
3: we're rotating the strike. We're rotating the
2: strike. So yeah, Callum. Like I think Callum Chambers was our best defender on the day. Mm Clearly, um, I feel like he. Even though he's not the best defender in the world, he gave us what we were missing with Louise. He, he actually tried to engage players. He did, yeah. He actually did, yeah. Um, um, was relatively aggressive. He made good decisions in, in terms of what he did. Like, good decisions of when to push up and when not to push up. Um, I felt like he complemented Socrates a lot better than Louise does. Um, I felt that, um, yeah, I, I felt he was pretty good, man. I felt, I felt like he should continue. I feel he's earned his place. He shouldn't have he shouldn't have been taken out after the Newcastle game because I feel it exception was exceptional in the Newcastle game as well. So um, and I feel it was unfair for him to get taken out, and that shows it's not really a meritocracy. Um, so yeah, I was happy with his performance. I,
3: I'm just looking at like the heat map. Yeah, I know it's like not always accurate, but um, I'm looking at the heat map of David Luiz compared to Callum Chambers. So David Luiz against Brighton uh, compared to Callum Chambers against. Um, West Ham and Chambers is considerably higher he's spending a lot more time in and around that halfway line mark whereas David Luiz his biggest uh you know he's got a lot of um time spent in our own penalty area I, I know that may be game relative Brighton calls us a lot more issues than West Ham but it looks like with Chambers in the side that we played slightly higher did that echo your thoughts on what you saw from the game?
4: In um, in some way, yeah, in some way, I think I think we we were more comfortable keeping the ball at the back in this game as well. Whilst we didn't do anything with it, we just managed to hold on to it better. Mm. Um, I think um, what really surprised me is um, not only how bad and um, defensively Louise has been. Um, we knew that was going to come, but I was really hoping for him to be good with the ball. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I think apart from apart from a few passes in a, in a few games. Um, he's not been good with the ball either from the back. So, um, Chambers was a lot more penetrative with his passes and um, not necessarily long passes, just passes into feet, into into people between the lines. He's trying to find them. Uh, It didn't work all the time, but um, he was at least trying. So, he's aggressive in his duels, more aggressive than in his duels and more aggressive in his um, ball progression. So, um, I think that helped us. Um, And then, ultimately, when we then scored that equaliser, we definitely were able to push up much, 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 much better up the field. And move the ball much easier, and um, all of a sudden, all the boys could play triangles and triangles and one twos. Um, so um, for the few for the next couple of weeks, I would definitely stick with this this um this partnership, Socrates and, and uh, Chambers. Even though I still think Socrates is a bum, but he's not as much of a bum as the best of them.
3: Yeah, exactly. M- maybe Holden, is holding, and Socrates maybe like a valid um but I, i'm not sure i would like to see holding and chambers that kind of scares me a little bit i don't know i don't know maybe i'm being a bit xenophobic here but, Well, not xenophobic <laughs> but a bit uh anti-british yeah i can be xenophobic <laughs> against british people uh, can i be xenophobic you're against myself f- i don't know does that make sense
2: you're from malta fam so don't, don't yeah, exactly talk- i'm from in british bruv
3: <laughs> Listen, that they they helped Britain in the war, mate. All right, yeah, they got a they got a Saint George's Cross for that. Okay,
2: yeah, um, I, I would like to see his partnership because I feel like um, holding something something not right with him since he's come back from injury. It's going to take time anyway, um, and I feel he looks a bit shaky. And I feel especially his agility is lacking at the moment, um, and he's not really getting his body shape right when he like when he was in the Europa League. So yeah, I'll play the player who the player who's in form, who's chambers. And Socrates is the most athletic centre-back we have, um, which is uh, a crying chip. Um, Imagine like, a
3: Greek man being your most athletic centre-back, oh, oh, oh. we'd, we'd bro. Defi- we'd definitely finish last in the relay of, uh, of Premier League defences. <laughs> we'd finish last, bro. I
2: mean, even like Burn- Burnley and them, man, are going gonna- to... Yeah. Like, and me and that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, we've got to play Socrates because he's the most athletic. So Socrates and one other, in my opinion. Mm.
3: Okay, cool. Um, Obviously, another talking point was the uh, the starting of Martinelli over Lacazette. So, you know, I I, I think someone made the point on Twitter, I think um, that we haven't actually won a game since Lacazette came back into the side. Was it? Is that is that correct? Or is it something like we haven't won a game since the (laughs) since the the last time he started uh, since the first time he started? Something like that. Anyway, so since basically Lacazette's come back into the side, this is when this whole bad run of form has started. And the moment he comes out of the side, we win a football game. Any, uh, anything to draw from that?
0: Um, yeah, I I mean, obviously that's a bit disingenuous, but, but no.
3: Is it? it, Is it? it? Does that sound like a result?
0: Okay. I mean, let's let the agenda run, but yeah, but, um, but no, no, generally we've all been calling for it for a while. And, um, Whilst I don't think the balance is perfect with Oba, Martinelli and Pepe, it's definitely better than Lacazette, Obamio and Pepe. Because um, in terms of the fact that while I don't like Martinelli as a winger, um, he's a lot more intense. He makes runs from outside to in. He allows Oba to play in his best position. And um, they they're, they operate in much closer proximity as well. So, um, And just generally, we're a much bigger threat because... All of Martinelli, Aubameyang, they can run. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And 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 especially uh, away from home, I think we saw the stat that over three quarters of Leicester's goals have come at the Emirates. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. basically, he's a non-entity away from home. So um, so we needed to do something different. And um, fair play, because I was very critical of um, the first two Freddie lineups. So I think we all saw, you know, when this lineup was picked, we were like, okay, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? So this was... Visible example of someone trying to improve something, seeing it's not working, and um, and yeah, ma- making the changes to, to see that improvement. So fair play, um, and this is what I think, yeah, should be kept for for now, anyway. Um, I think there are ways we could probably improve the balance a bit further, further down the line, but um, whilst these three performed um on Monday, I, I don't think we change it, and they all scored as well, so um, the Freddie was perfectly justified in that.
2: Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers.
3: I want to hear some uh, neck sticking out here with Martinelli. How good is this kid gonna be? Because he's looking like a real gem right now, and whoever spotted him was it? K- K- I ain't even gonna pronounce his name, but Francis. Francis. Franny. Franny yeah, Franny. He picked him up, and um, he looks like we've got a real gem on our hands. I guess it's the debate's just gonna come down to. Um, what position is his best position? I guess we all believe that striker is his best position, but, you know, while he's scoring goals from left wing, listen, we can't complain. So yeah, just how good is this kid? Uh, Leroy, do you want to start?
2: Yeah, yeah. So obviously, as the um, CEO of Mark Nelly (laughs) hi, PLC, um, I feel like, I I, I love the talent. I, I feel that what he lacks technically and don't get me wrong I know you disagree I think he's dire technically mm. dire but football's good going to finish in a, yeah football's going in a different direction football a lot of it yeah is your technical ability in your specialist area which he can shoot and he can hit the target he can hit it low his shooting's fine which is good so technically it's limited I should probably say rather than dire is very very limited mm. um, it's about high intensity work it's about your athleticism. It's about how good you are over the first three yards. All of those things he has in abundance. I mean, I'm not sure you. We all probably saw the stat going around that he had double the uh, double the most high intensity sprints that anyone else on the pitch. Yeah. Like it absolutely. And the thing is, his high intensity sprints are very high intensity. He works like a dog. He presses from the front. He's he's lightning sharp, razor, and far. Being sharp is different from being fast. He's sharp in his head and he's sharp with his movements towards the ball and his movements in and around the box and towards goal. These are the things that are key characteristics of a striker, and the kid is only 18, and he's only barely 18 as well. Yeah. So, for me, I feel like it's how he's developed, because I feel if he has an, an ideal or perfect development path, this is a 30-goal-a-season striker for a decade we're seeing. And I'm not I'm not saying that lightly. I'm not saying that lightly. I feel that that kid has so much potential as a striker, but it all depends on his development path. is it blocked? Is he developed well? Does he have a good coach? Does he have a good team to develop him because he's doing what he's doing with a pretty dysfunctional team mm. and and that's not even up front L- so L-
3: let me let me ask you something Leroy. just going back to um the your point that you made about the change in style so I remember long before Touchy Gunas, um you and and myself, we were very anti signing Jamie Vardy. Now we make the joke about Martinelli being Favela Vardy. So, yeah. you know, you've just said that you know you have got massive stocks in Martinelli. So, Oof. if um say Vardy was um a few years younger, yeah. and we were linked with Vardy again, um, would your mind be changed on Vardy? Because to me, they're quite similar in in terms of their uh, in terms of their attributes that they have. So would, would your are. mind change Ari Vardy? And, and if, if it has, why?
2: No, but everything's about context. So when we were linked with Jamie Vardy, we had Arsene Wenger as our manager. Mm-hmm. Arsene Wenger as our manager, his whole style of play is about getting the ball to the final third, camping teams in, and then literally just panning them in deep blocks with a lot of movement and interplay. Mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy is not set out for that type of team. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm going back, knowing what Jamie Vardy's done now... In that Wenger team, I'm not buying Vardy because it's dumb, in my opinion. No, I don't no. think he suits it. And he, people say he's doing what he's doing in the Rogers team. Rogers plays differently from Wenger. Like, you have to have tech... For a Wenger team to be successful, and all the Wenger teams that were successful, they had a lot of technical security in the final third with the Van Persies, with the Arshavins, with the Fabregasses, with the Nazris. When we started to drop off is when we started to lack the technical quality with the Girous, with the Shamaks, with the Jovino's. That type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, I still don't think Vardy is the right fit for that type of system. Now, if you fast forward and say, we've not got Wenger, we've got Emery, um, even though Emery was a complete mess, generally, Vardy would be a lot more suited to how we played then, because we play completely differently. If we had Martinelli under Wenger, I'm not sure Martinelli would be particularly successful in the right player, that's not the right place to develop up front, but he might have the scope to improve technically, because he's 18 years old. So that's a bit different. But I wouldn't have signed Vardy then, no. It depends on what what the context is of the team.
3: Could we not not have likened Martinelli to someone like Freddie Jumberg's role in an Arsenal-Wenger team? Not technically great, but an off-the-ball runner, a a, a high-intense runner and a a finisher. Someone who's going to get in... uh, Maybe Walcott as well. But I wouldn't say Walcott was a particular success under Wenger.
2: But exactly, Um, Walcott wasn't a particular success under Wenger because... Freddie Jumbo played in a completely different Wenger team. Wenger's style in the 4-4-2 days back in the Invincible days was very different from when Fabregas took the keys of the team mm. and it became a more technical team. Um, so if you go back to that 4-4-2 days, yeah, Martinelli could have been used in that way. But Wenger changed it completely. And that, that's a, one reason, I think, partially because he wasn't played up front, partially because of the change in style when he wasn't technically up to it, while well, Walcott wasn't successful. Because mm. I think if you put Walcott in a different side, because I saw Walcott at 16, Walcott was a banger. Walcott was a very, very good talent. If you put him in a different side, I think we could have had a well-beater there. Yeah. Definitely. He just, I just never
3: progressed technically. Uh,
2: he didn't progress. It wasn't the right side for him to, mm-hmm. to progress. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's the same thing with Martinelli. You, it, like, development is a lot of luck and it's a lot about context and it's a lot about right time and it's a lot about pathways. Like, you, you lose a lot of good players, like, for where they could have been successes elsewhere, in my opinion.
3: Mm-hmm. Fair enough, um, Dan. Uh, so Leroy said thirty goals thirty goal a season striker. Given the right circumstances, what um, do you echo that, or do you see things a little bit different?
4: Now I'm a big fan of Martinelli as well. Um, I'm not quite sure in which position he will develop. I think um, I would like to see him as a strike, develop as a striker. Um, I'm not quite sure that will happen. Um, so. I think, as um, as Leo obviously mentioned, there's um, there's another there's a lot of other factors that will influence development. I definitely think he has the the ability to to become a thirty goals a season strike. I mean, we're in December. He's um, he's probably played uh, maybe fifteen games, maybe not even, and he scored eight goals. <laughs> he might even score fifteen, twenty goals throughout the whole of this season, and that that's being a part-time player for a, about a quarter, maybe even a bit more. And he might even um, still be a part-time player um, in the second half of the season. So um, I think he definitely has this capability to score at least 20 goals a season consistently if he develops well. Um, I'm just not quite sure he will be um, a striker permanently. I think, um, I think he, I, I've had somewhere as well that he prefers playing on the wing. Um, if, he, if he stays at Arsenal and we, we, we have Aubameyang, are we going to just trust Martinelli to step up in our role? Are we going to send another striker? And Martinez is always going to be someone that's going to be a big threat, and people will call for him to play. And um, a lot of a lot, a lot of the players in training say he's just a menace and very hard to play against. So I think he'll always be in around the squad. Now I think he he will establish himself. I can I can really see that. I'm just not sure he will be as a striker, um, which then obviously will hinder that potential that Leroy has mentioned as a centre forward. Um, either way, um, I, I literally can't believe how 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 good this kid is at 18, um. Obviously, there's um, there's there's some sort of technical deficiencies in some parts of his game. Um, I do think that his application is just off the charts, um, which is on and off the ball. Um, he's just so active, um, like constantly mean, occupying though. this man. Yeah, he's just like, I, honestly. He just, we've we've he's, had so he's, many he's players player, who have been
3: technically great, but their application haven't hasn't necessarily been the best. And I'm glad that we've got someone kind of in the in the reverse mold i i think he's a i think he's a bit better technically than leroy thinks but um you know,
4: i think he has a good. decent touch as well i think it's mainly about when he when he has the ball and he dribb- dribbles with it it's a bit mm, but yeah, i think maybe
3: that's, just good. His, that's just not yeah. his that's not just not his. that's not his
2: strong suit is, it. Uh, is let me jump in like his first touch isn't great um but, but
3: you say that but his he goal against... Himself really um, well He's but of that, a... thing.
2: it's like Walcott. Walcott's first touch when he was about to finish was fantastic, but his That's first right, touch yeah. when receiving on a half turn, or when receiving in a tight area, mm-hmm. or when receiving with his um, when he's blocked and he can only go um, to the touchline is not great. So it's always situational your first touch. But um, so, a lot of strikers sometimes they get their first touch right when they know how to finish because they're used to finishing. They used to be in that scenario, but it's not good in in build up or mm-hmm. in, in other areas of the game. But two points I want to make about Martinelli as well. In terms of you're not sure what position he's going to develop, Arsenal are the biggest retards in the world if they do not develop this kid as a striker. Because if agreed, agree. with all these coaches and youth coaches and stuff, what they say? What's hardest position to coach? What's the position that w- what position is scarce in you football and in terms of big talents coming is striker. You've got one who can be great there. If you develop him wide and turn him into a failed winger like Walcott, you're an idiot. Mm. Like honestly, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And the other reason why I think Martin Lee can go to the top is not just because of all these attributes, it's his intangible attributes, because he seems to have the mentality, he seems hunger. to have the attitude, the hunger, and the drive to actually succeed, and apparently he's a crazy hard trainer, working hard to improve himself all the time, and that can't be understated, because you've got someone like Reese Nelson, who has bags of ability, more ability than all of these kids, really and truly, but... You can see in them, he doesn't have it mentally. He doesn't have it. Mm. So he's gonna end up like at Bournemouth, obviously, with their light skin Sean,
3: do you believe that, yeah?
2: Um it's, <laughs> no,
0: I I agree with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, not not on Reese. Don't worry, me and Leroy you not got on that one, bro. Don't worry, not on that one, bro. No, 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 But um but no no no. In terms of the the points both um Leroy and Dan have made, yeah, I mean, I'm in I'm in hundred percent agreement. I, I think he's uh he's definitely a striker. Um, I love his mentality. The the point you were made about mentality as well is that I, I hope um, and I really think the way he is, you talk about his application, it really needs to rub off on the young players because because generally you can see as well that the other young players have had it a lot easier than Martinelli has. You can see like where he's come from, the way he works and the way he applies himself in, in various situations. I've said uh, a couple of times and stylistically, uh the way they both are. He reminds me a lot of Richarlison at Everton as well, in terms of the fact that I think both of them uh, are technically limited, despite, but they both are fantastic athletically. Um, and both of them have that fantastic nose for, for goals. So if you notice with um, Richarlison, when he was first bought by uh, Watford, he was playing out as a wide player. He's played as a, played as a wide player for Everton as well. But um, for now, Everton and for the Brazilian national side as well, he's also being developed as a striker. Um, obviously, it helps that Richarlison is over six foot as well, and he's fantastic athletically. But he's one of those those sorts of people that, um, whilst they might not be the best dribblers, they have that fantastic nose for goal. They have that fantastic um, attribute of attacking space. Um, and, and not that's something that can't be taught all the time. Um, you know, with the Brazilians, you normally associate a lot of flair, like in terms of the dribbles, the skills, and stuff. They remind me a lot more of Argentinian players, like, you know, like Tevez, in terms of the dogged nature the the will to never give up as well that they hunt every single thing Suarez down. thing um, yeah so it's he, Suarez that like, although Suarez is very gifted as well from an ability perspective um, I don't think Martinelli has that to an extent but in terms of why I like him in the middle is the is the sense that he can scope the, the pitch more um, a bit you know when he plays out wide he's more a bit head down yeah. um, and ter- and and with that aspect you can tend to sometimes miss the bigger picture as well so. Um, and whereas I think when he showed in the middle he's actually showed a, a lot better aptitude as well I think if you remember um, one we've seen he's very good athletically he's, um, he's 5 foot 11 so and the fact that he's 18 so he's still got a bit of growth to go so he might well end up over 6 foot and when he fills his frame as that yeah, when it. he fills his so, frame let's
3: hope we, we don't, you don't fill his frame too much because we know about these, uh, these South Americans don't we lads? so it means no, we've got about it's... 5 years before he finds <laughs> out about before he can afford gachos bro because I know he's I'm on like 500 pound a week yeah <laughs> can't afford having... <laughs>
2: From the age of 13, he was eating <laughs> kale and, and spinach <laughs> soups and all that, so I don't yeah. think he's going to get fat on us. Hey, I, listen, I, when I, the money I, hits,
3: I, yeah, I, you I, never I, know. What
2: like we need to do is keep him away from Libertine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep him out of like. Yeah, but, well, sh- when, sh- when you're yeah. training with Reese Nelson every day, how do you think that's gonna work?
0: Ah, uh, relax, man. What's What's wrong? What's wrong with you? Bro. Nah, relax, relax.
1: relax
2: and he's been on bad influences, bro. <laughs> 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 Nelson and Joe Willoughby all doing Ace of Spades and that late at night when they got training two hours later. As so a boy. Boy, oh, yeah. is, is, nah. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> is that
3: is that the rumor? Yeah.
2: Is that the rumor? Yeah. No. Martin Martinelli's tucked up in bed by nine, 8, 9 pm p.m. <laughs> 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 and that's why he's my hit up. That's why. I well, know yeah, which no,
0: it, back. It, do, do you know what though? That 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 point that Leroy made is the most pertinent though. In in terms of the facts that it is true. Like Gabriel Martinelli doesn't have more ability than Reece Nelson, but he's his application is a million times better. Mm. It's a million times better than every single youngster we have, and, and it's why he's more likely than all. Well, it's not more likely. He he will go to the top ahead of the others unless they sort of develop that sort of um, intrinsic um, hunger as well within their game. But I just don't know if they will. Just a,
3: just but, yeah. a, final, just a final point uh, about Martini. I guess my fear with him is that uh, maybe managers might see him more in the Alexis Sanchez mould and that uh, would maybe suggest that they would play him wide. Um, because, yeah, they, they are different players, but at the same time, they've still got that kind of intensity, eye for goal. They're, they're different but they're similar in certain aspects as well and I wonder I, I, if um, if people might see him in that mould
0: yeah it, would, it wouldn't it would surprise me to see it because at the end of the day Martinelli will still ban goals from wide yeah. irrespective because he has that movement do you know what I mean that sort of he said he models his game on Cristiano Ronaldo, and Ronaldo always had that out-to-in movement as well. So, regardless of where he plays, he will always score. Yeah. But I just think, in terms of maximizing his
2: output and potential, I think it would be best if he was playing through the middle. You know what? That is so stupid. Like, play—I don't get it. Like, because even his at... so playing him wide, it, it high it, it, it highlights all his bad attributes, mm. and it takes away from his good attributes. Playing him the center hides all his bad attributes and maximises his good attributes it just makes no sense I feel like football is so simple sometimes these people are silly playing Martinelli out wide is like ha- wearing it's like wearing a Gucci belt with track suit it doesn't make any There's sense certain
3: man do it <laughs> certain man do
2: it it doesn't make any sense like you've got this gem of a player which you can make into the most important player that usually is in the team the striker and you shift shifting it out wide it doesn't make any sense if,
3: if, if Alexis Sanchez was coming through today yeah would you play him as a striker or, or a winger
2: So it depends because Alexis Sanchez is different. They are different players. He's a lot shorter, number one. Mm. Um, Now, the way Alexis Sanchez gets his goals is a lot different. It's a lot more individualistic. So that's more conducive with scoring from out wide from those positions. Martinelli, look at his goals, all these headers, sniffing out opportunities in the box. They're more fox in the box, striker-like goals. So, I would play Alexis Sanchez out wide because he is more of yeah. a wide man. And also, Alexis Sanchez <laughs> is a far better dribbler than Martinelli. Mm-hmm. Martinelli. <laughs> yeah. more, dribble.
0: more importantly, as well, uh, Martin, uh, Alexis has always been very ball to feet. Do you know what I mean? So, Martinelli's always showed that intrinsic motivation to run in behind. Alexis, it, and he used to. Alexis is a ball hog. He yeah, he's a massive like, on the ball hog. Martinelli doesn't hog the ball like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Martinelli has a greater appreciation of movement. Um, Alexis is one of those people who always wants to be at the hub of the play so he's a very high touch high intensity player yeah. um, whilst Martinelli can be a low touch high intensity player doesn't need many touches to be effective whereas you, you felt the more Sanchez was on the ball the, the the more likely he was to make a difference whereas um, you can starve Martinelli of the ball but he can still bag do you know what I mean so that's yeah a, that's a fair point
3: um, obviously we got Man City on Sunday um, would you guys like to see us go with that same front three against Man City or because it's at home would you and and you know Laka's, Well, we've had this debate before, but you know he's got a fairly decent. I don't I don't want to piss off Anton, do you know what I mean? But he's got a fairly decent uh, record of scoring in big games and contribution in big games. So do you think Lukasz could come back in, or do we go with this um, this same front three?
0: Nah, Laka should still hold the bench, man. He has to sub. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would have Laka as a as, as an impact sub. One because um, we're going to be out possessioned anyway. We're gonna be starved of possession. So this wow. might be the sort of game to play a mid to low block anyway and, and hope for for decent moments in transition as well. So I would also drop Ozil for this game as well mm. and um and, and go with the free midfield. Yeah. So, so who,
3: who would you drop him for?
0: Uh I, well Jacques is not playing anyway is because he not? they said he's he's got concussion in it. So he's missing what? tomorrow and yeah, he's missing tomorrow and um Sunday. So I, I, I don't so Ozil might play just for the mm. un, unless um Unless he goes with like a midfield of like Winif, Torreira and Gwendausi, which I don't think he will. Right. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I think he, he he might keep it with that as well, just with Gwendausi just being the switch for um for for Terrera. I mean, sorry for Jaka. Unless he throws a massive curveball in, but yeah, I, I I would shore it up and um and go over a free midfield and have um. Uh, those three heavy in transition but it remains to be seen what happens hmm. so yeah because we've got um because i think after today i saw we just got bare injuries all of a sudden yeah so,
3: tini's yeah. out for three months which is shame um you know yeah, he hasn't quite miss. settled yet um so will be being which is a huge downgrade for me because yeah it's just you, you don't know you, well you know what you're going to get from kolasinac and it's just not good enough is it's it? going to so, be
2: co-
4: Kolasinac against Mahrez,
2: isn't it? Or he, he's someone who's, who's played well, though. match in um, the Freddy games.
4: Has he?
2: Yeah. yeah but the,
4: co- the, the competition is gone now, man. He doesn't have to play well
2: anymore. No, but yeah. honestly, I, I've been shocked at his performances in the last couple of games. What,
4: against right.
2: Brighton? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was decent.
4: Mm, I, I
0: thought
4: he was decent. No, do you he know hooked, what? Didn't he? I, 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 I agree. I agree with you, but I think he's
0: been okay, you I agree. I feel like he showed more of a propensity to like dribble, like, and and, and it's looked a lot better um, than I. have Maybe obviously the bar is already in hell, but um, but yeah, it, it's looked <laughs> it's it's looks better than, than it has done. Um, obviously, yeah, a litmus test um, against Man City on Sunday because he's either coming up against um, Bernardo Silva or Mara, yeah. so either way, he's going to be doing a lot of defensive work and. Um, it, it, it's a lot different to uh, than him being on the front foot for most of the game, anyway. So it'll it'll be tough, but um, but yeah, I think uh, I think M- Martinelli will help him down that side, anyway. So yeah,
3: um, I've got a feeling so. we're going to do quite well on Sunday. I don't know why, and don't shoot. Why, me.
4: don't do Lou? Don't do it, man. Oh, no. do it. I'm just looking at
3: that front <laughs> three. I'm looking at the front three, right? And Man City Lou, are shaky it, as fuck. I can see Pepe having a good game.
2: Louis, so are you sure you didn't have the martinis? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I could do with a fucking martini, mate. My week's been fucking shit, so yeah, I could do with a few martinis. Sean, yeah, free bar. Remember free bar at Oxford Street on Saturday for Sean's birthday party? Um,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I can
3: actually see us doing quite well. I, I don't think we'll win, um, but I can see us scoring goals. I see. I, th- I think we'll lose uh, like four two or three two or something uh,
2: like that. I, I see us. I see us holding like a five nil.
3: you you really? Man City? Yeah. D- yeah. They're, they're not. They're, I think you need to get. This is not the Man City of uh, last year. Bro, this is bro. this is a team that they're, they're shipping goals. They ca- they can't they can't. Man, bro, Man United got scored two goals against them, mate. We've yeah?
2: got Pam by Southampton. We've got Pam by Brighton. Yeah but, yeah,
3: but it's different. It's different. It's the it's the game context, isn't it? Like I just think, I just think our front three against their defense, we're gonna cause them trouble regardless because they don't have good defenders.
2: Oh, what? Well, yeah, Nicola Pepe is gonna show up. Who's their left back? Where's he from?
3: Who? Dinchenko, fucking Ukrainian cunt, bruv. He should even no, be banned. Should An- Angelino. Angelino. he have four-year
2: bloody ban? Angelino. Oh. Oi. <laughs> Is it Angelino? <laughs> Angelino? <laughs>
3: Who's Angelino, bruv? See, that's what I'm saying. They he got bad defenders. Hey.
2: Where's he from? Slovakia. I don't know. you, I think. Spanish. Who? Spanish. You? Who,
3: who, Ma-
0: Ma- 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 Spanish.
2: All right, Spanish. He might do okay, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, A- of A- course A- he's Angelino. gonna
0: do alright. A- no, 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 right. I-, I, I, I think, um, I think we'll definitely be able to get at them because I've been very, very. I don't know what it is with City that I've seen this season, but they're definitely um, a notch or two down from an intensity perspective. Um, and so, you know, obviously, previously, when, whenever they lost the ball um, positionally, they, they were in great positions to to, to, to win it back or um, just athletically, they'd, they'd, they'd get the ball back quickly. But they look a, a notch slower. Um, Rodri, while he's a good player in his own right, is not as quick to the ball as Fernandinho. Yeah. And um, he's one of those. He's a bit slow on the turn. So if you can get him turned, you can accelerate away from him very much Just so. Stick a on him, mate. Let yeah.
3: let boss him off the pitch, mate. That's what also,
0: I'm also Ottomendi, yeah, bloody hell. Yes. We talk about this. He's a travesty.
3: Martinelli's yeah. going to give him a bad name. He
0: mate. he's hit him and Stones. Def- I, I I think we'll get. I think we'll lose. We could lose like three one, but yeah. there will definitely be moments in the game where we can hit them in transition. John Johnson John will still be down.
3: drunk off that run punch, bro.
0: Bro, that one that is going
3: to be doing Shackley at Sterling's He's,
2: he's going to be doing the, the way we concede shots, the way Kevin De Bruyne puts in crosses, he's putting in 35 crosses. Yeah, yeah we're going to lose. We're going to lose, but I think we'll
4: score. We'll score. He's
2: going to pan
4: them crosses. In he's well. going to
2: put in 35 crosses on the weekend. In fact, if there's a bet, I'm going to bet that he puts in 25-plus crosses <laughs> because yeah, that, that, that guy... Is- is going to have the, flipping, the, freedom of the, yeah, I, the, the freedom I, I of the to pitch to whipping crosses. Mm. My, man, my man put in... Who, who is it that tweeted something second half and he put in like 15 crosses or something like that? Mm. I, he's he's going to put in so many crosses, they're going to have so many chances. Yeah. They're scoring yeah. like five.
3: I don't uh, think they'll score five. I mean, they could. I mean, our defence is shocking. But I, I generally... If they if they score five, I can see it being a game where we score three or we, you know, we score quite a lot ourselves. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a 5-0 whitewash because I can really see us scoring goals against um, against City. Uh, But, yeah, that's just my
4: thoughts. Uh Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina,
1: do you like to compete? I say, bring it on.
3: um let's move on anyway because this week there's been a few more developments with the managerial candidates coming in so um every week there seems to be new names linked it's like any bloody foreigner uh, we're linked with um but uh obviously the win what the win (laughs) does for Jumberg um is buys arsenal a little bit more time whereas maybe if we had lost against west ham it's like more of a rush to making an appointment, and maybe we get it wrong. Um, so, I guess names link this week. Is it Paulo Ferreira? Is that, is that the Chelsea right back that we're linked with? Or is it another <gasps> Ferreira? <laughs> the Bordeaux manager? I think it's uh, Paulo oh, Souza. Oh, is it Paulo Souza? Yeah,
0: yeah. Is it, yeah he yeah, was yeah. Portuguese, was not he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he managed um, QPR and Swansea. <laughs> all right. Well, I
3: don't, I don't want him because he finished like 18th with Bordeaux last season. So, no, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so, can we just can we just not talk about him? Yep. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. Uh, obviously, oh, I don't I, uh,
4: even don't even bother, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, Marcelino was another one who apparently flopped his interview. But I don't understand why we're even wasting time giving these man interviews. Like, oh, that's that's this, what's jarring me.
4: This is really this. Do you know what really concerns me is that they're doing interviews now, which means that. They were surprised by having to sack Emery. Like yes. do, those those contingency plans should have been in Emory, place man. from time. Like they don't even know what type of manager they want. It's really concerning when, when you think about it that mm. like, they're interviewing different types of managers, um, still conceptualising. They should have known what the fucking what what to fucking do really. Like and they don't. And it's, 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 it's disturbing, man. <laughs> it really is.
3: Yep. Um. So well, I'm glad that apparently he flopped the interview. Uh, then we've got obviously Carlo Ancelotti um you know no thank you no not for me either
2: uh no 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 no
3: from, from the people that I've spoke to about Ancelotti the the main crux of their argument for wanting him is essentially is is based on it's the Jose Mourinho factor it's he's had winning sides before he's won three Champions League see you know every team that he's managed has you know finished in the top two or you know he's won loads of league titles but like two of those Champions I'm League older, come over 15 he... years ago Um he's the never t- won and, he hasn't and, won a competitive league title since um, I was say, yes. Since um with Chelsea in 2011 you know he's, he's nah, managed p- Bayern Munich p- p- PSG, PSG since PSG, you think
0: that's a competitive buy- league one. title? I mean but obviously yeah okay fair enough I don't but, think that's yeah.
3: a competitive league title that's a one man league like if you don't win only Emery doesn't win the no did Emery did Emery win the league?
0: Yeah, he did, he All did, right, he did. did. But, um, but yeah, no, no, no. What what I don't like as well in, in terms of that sort of... um, Because people are in danger of making the same mistake they made with Emery in terms of you're just looking at CV managers. Yes, Ancelotti's probably got the best CV in world football. Mm. However, have you looked at how his last two jobs ended at yes, Napoli and Bayern? exactly. The Bayern players moaned about him. At Napoli, it was very much a, a, a case of he's not getting the best out of the squad again as well. So... You, you, you've not been paying attention to him over the last three years if, but, if you still want Ancelotti to And also, Ancelotti was available in 2018 when Wenger left. Yeah. We didn't even interview him. So if we didn't want him then, why on earth do we want him now? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm. so it, it, it does raise a lot of questions. But, but also, yeah, um, I, I think the general concerns about him tend to be that it's, it's kind of similar to Wenger in that he has that kind of freestyle nature where, the the players kind of work it out for themselves. That can only really work within an elite squad, and even then, that that's still very questionable. I just think um, his his best days are very much past him now. You know, what I mean, this isn't Ancelotti of like ten years ago, where you're saying, all right, cool, boom, we're getting arguably the best in the business. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot more younger, progressive managers out there who who is which is exactly what we need because we we right now need to be entering a three to five year project with a with a with a coach like that. So um, it's
4: uh, it's a definite no from me.
3: Yeah. No no, from me, there's no a from... Two,
4: there's, a, there's, there's a few other points about Ancelotti as well because people will make these points about him winning trophies and stuff but he was in the Italian league for I think 9-10 ten, ten years and he won one league title and he was at Juve in Milan. So he's always yeah, done he won better won in the... the U- yeah, he's won like one league title right. at Milan. He was there for like 7 years and he's always done better in the... The European Cup competitions. Mm-hmm. So he's basically Emery, but <laughs> Don Emery <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but like, I don't really want it. Like he plays attacking football. Cool. Is his training? His training is not that intense. Players complain about him being very lax. I think Ian Robin said uh, the training of his 11-year-old son is better than Ancelotti's training sessions. So mm-hmm. we need to we need we need to move to a coach that is that 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 goes with the modern football. And we talk about intensity all the time. So that has got to be one of the greatest things. That, um, that this coach focuses on then also in the attacking mentally we know all the things but we don't want someone with old ideas to come back in I mean if we get an al- Ancelotti you might as well just cap winger or like, <laughs> reemploy winger because mm. I don't see much of a difference man apart from him having fuck knows how many
2: trophies mm.
3: yeah fair point uh, Leroy
2: Ancelotti's bum not interested same as all the others like it's dead <clears throat>
3: Huh oh, cool. Well that's that's uh, encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah yeah I'm really encouraged by that. Um there was another guy I saw mentioned today, Vitor Pereira, never heard of him before. So I don't know if any of you guys can shed light on him.
2: Another random Latino we don't want. Next.
3: Right, yep. I, I echo those sentiments. Um uh Dan, we you promised us the Marco Rosa, uh report.
0: Yeah, this is what I need to uh, hear, bro. Give it to me.
2: Alright, pronounce it. I'm pro-
0: awake.
4: I pronounced it properly, mate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, no, 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 Dan, Dan, tell him, correct him, man.
4: Alright, hold on, hold on. Marco Rosa. Rosa. Now, man. So, um, I think we mentioned him a couple of times now. Um, so uh, Marco Rosa is, is definitely a coach with with modern ideas, a coach that um that fits the the profile of what a lot of um the Tachiguna lads um would um would um would, um, would like. Um, as Gladbach team is um, doesn't have the greatest quality. They have um, they have three very good attackers and um, as at Salzburg as well. They had um, two. I think one one was a Japanese attacker or South Korean attacker. Um, but anyway, they their attackers always do really well. So basically, his systems are designed for his attackers to thrive and um, get them in good positions. Um, what they really work on um, or what an emphasis of his um, of his footballing is is that. Um, they, they try to get um the, the opposition in situations where they just end up losing the ball and then they can turn them over very quickly and um, what they're also good at is um lurking the lurking people into pressing traps so um in Germany, obviously pressing is a huge thing um and certain certain things will trigger teams to press um or forwards or the midfield to press so they they build pressing tra- traps through um for their passing patterns and um basically they go through they go through um, the second phase to the back to the first phase, the second phase to the third phase and there's the first phase again. They just keep rotating and going between all phases and um, basically just dragging the opposition all over the pitch. And it's it it's like just club. very refreshing to see. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very refreshing to see someone with ideas and they're implemented very well and executed mm. well. So um I mean um I don't wanna I don't wanna say too much, but um for me, Tim Hag and Michael Rosa are my number one choice. Um, and I know Tuchel is not on the market, those are my free favorites. Um I don't think we'll we'll get any of them. <laughs> but um those are the coaches I really like. And Mark is very interesting. And um I mean him or Tuchel will get the by minute job. question
2: um, just, um, Question. Being our resident yeah. German, why do Germans like pressing so much? It's um <laughs> Germans Germans are pa- passion merchants, man.
4: Passion merchants. So throughout history, Um, German national teams have never really been great technically and they've always they're always played off they have some sort of technicality but it's about the team and it's about applying yourself so you just need to apply yourself and pressing is kind of it kind of uh, emphasises that you need to apply yourself you need to be organised those are like in German you say Tugenden those are like the German basics and just in terms of culturally those are the the basics and then those translate onto the football pitch. And that's why they played like that throughout all, 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 all the history. And then um, when we were really successful in the last 10 years, it was because it was a mix of both. It was the German organisation, the German application, with now European technical qualities. Um, hope we getting that mix back. Um, at the moment, it's, it's not the greatest. Um, but basically, this is where it comes from. Germans just love being organised and love, being, um, love, love applying themselves to the highest they
2: can. Basically, you lot run till it hurts, isn't it?
4: Yes. Leroy, <laughs> L- L- you were, we're you, organized.
3: <laughs> Lira, you were anti-German uh, appointments, but I heard you've been buying a little bit of Marco Rosa stocks on the side. Uh, oh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> mm.
2: You know what? Obviously, it's penny stocks right now. So, mm. and, and obviously, I'm up because my Martin Lee stocks have just appreciated. So, mm. Mm. yeah,
3: they had and, out dividends on that, yeah.
2: yeah so they like, give me the dividends, and I'm thinking, right, I've got Marco Rosa stock here. It's penny stock right now, so mm. let me just a couple of stocks. But you know what? I watch, I've only watched three games in detail. Um, the first game, I wasn't particularly impressed. That was one of the Europa League games. And then the other two games, I was like, hmm, but they were in Germany. And the reason I'm anti-German in is because the German league just looks poor. It, mm. it looks poor to me. It doesn't look... It doesn't look They're to,
3: open, sorry, man.
2: Sorry, Dan, but like, I'm looking at the quality of football, I'm thinking, this is actually kind of dead. Mm. Um, and that's what leaves me to doubt but the thing that makes me think he might be quite good is I always look at coaches one their history in coaching and like especially if they come through youth coaching which Marco Rosa has with the under-19s at Salzburg and then two have they either hit par at the bare minimum or overachieved, or had overachieved achievements with every previous club and Marco Rosa uh, he well, I mean, that's right idea. <laughs> hey, I'm, doing, I'm doing a thing thanks <laughs> oh, um, that was pretty good you know yeah. that was
3: pretty good listen why don't I fucking get compliments about my my uh, pronunciation? Not
2: like you're not a man of culture Lewis a... <laughs> but now what, what but I like because I got my it,
3: curry goat this week
2: <laughs> <laughs> well at Salzburg didn't he like win 38 successive home games or something stupid like that which I'm mirroring. Mm. and apparently he was very very good at Salzburg and they were really happy with his performance and then, obviously, even though the team doesn't look particularly that great at Montpellier, he's top of the league. Mm. Like he's top of the league, he's punching above with both teams. So that that often means something to me. So that's why I'm buying a few stocks on the low. I might even invest in a few more. Watch the game of the weekend. See what we see. What he's saying. Mm.
4: Okay. In, interestingly, at Salzburg, he did so well that before he even went Gladbach, that at that time Klopp was already talking about him like he's one of the best coaches out. And then he basically at the, the under nineteens, they won the. Um, UEFA Youth Champions League. They've won that with Salzburg, obviously playing against all the big boys as well. And then um, with the when he when he took over the first team, they got onto the yeah they won loads of loads of games in a row They basically dominated that league. They dominate that anyway. But um, they um they also did really well in Europe. So they've gone through. They got they've gone to the semi-finals in Europa League, I believe. And then only um, narrowly missed out to Marseille. Um, so they they punched above again um in in Europe um. And they played some good football. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of them. Um, I don't know, Sh- Sean. Um, what do you think? Have you have you been able to catch some games with them? No, no, I
0: I, I barely know anything about him. So everything you
4: guys are saying is is, is
0: what I'm hearing. So, but yeah, uh, it, it sounds promising. So, um, so yeah, for, uh, I'd happily add him to the list. Um, you know, my stocks are elsewhere at the moment, but
4: yeah,
0: need mm-hmm.
2: to have him done. here. Yeah. you put stocks in PR. You know what? if you ever get a company, you're going to get finessed in the biggest way. I swear to you. <laughs> I'm no work experience. No food. <laughs> <laughs> wait, well wait, busy. wait. Sham will give him a job. Hang on.
0: My stock's... A... Hang on, bro. Relax, bro. Hang on. Listen, the only person, young manager that I've picked up is Arteta, bro. That's it, bro. bro. Wait, who else have I picked up? Bro. That's it. No, swear...
2: Squ- the I wish right I had one. the receipts because I swear you picked up Freddie I no, no, no. swear <laughs> oh yeah if, if,
0: oh yeah oh yeah if I've done that go ahead and find the message in the group chat innit? you're lying bro stop lying bro no nah, <laughs> that is lying, quality is go and find the message in the group chat um, uh, but yeah no, 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 Sean no,
3: no. take his name off the guest list for Saturday uh, bro. Uh, he no he come come anyway, bro no free drinks from
0: Leroy that one's broken in half a can't be <laughs> <laughs> alright
3: well, what you're saying he's not allowed yeah
0: of course he can come of course he can oh, come well, unsmitch, no, yeah? But, um, but yeah but, but my one's um, the managers I want um, Potch um, but obviously I think we all know we all think that's quite unlikely um, as, as much as the rumours still persist mm. um, Thomas Tuchel is, is very much high up on my list but um, I feel like that's that's what you'd have to wait till the summer
3: um, you've got you like, to f- Cloud Cuckoo land if you think any of these men are coming bruv right.
2: Potch no, no. No, so, if Ten you know, Hag between Ten are... Hag uh, Ten Hag or Arteta? Who are you choosing? I'm taking Ten, ten Hag. Okay, ten so you're not you're not nuts. All
3: right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, lads, let's move on to some listeners' question because we're running out of a bit of time, and I know everyone wants to go to bed in it. So, um, actually, I, I, no one's asked this question, but I'm going to pretend to be a listener and ask this question coming from myself. Okay, so Lou Bob ninety one asks, uh, <laughs> "Where do you guys stand on the AFTV Talksport uh, debate? I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, Simon Jordan and Robbie. Went uh, at it on Talksport um, uh, yesterday, I think it was, and basically Simon Jordan was basically like, you know, um, AfTV is a disgrace and it should be closed down. And Robbie was kind of like, you guys are shook because we are the ones providing the voice and we're taking attention off you lot. Does anyone have any thoughts on that debate? And you know, I
2: stand, I stand with Robbie. Yeah? I stand. Um, at the end of the day okay, Simon Jordan was being patronising the whole time mm. and he couldn't really refute Robbie's points. Me personally, I feel like they are scared. They're scared of the alternative media. They're scared that fans are fed up and listening to the same old nonsense, that people that don't really sound like they know football. Right, yeah, he said, oh, I- I've owned a football club. Yeah, you're a rich guy. Well done to you. You got rich. I don't know how you did it, if it was yourself or whatever. You bought a football club. He was, it he's actually got
3: a good history. Yeah, but yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: It doesn't mean you're any less, like, you're any smarter than anybody else when it comes to football. Um, I just feel like um, uh, the new fans seem to have more interesting opinions. I prefer listening to people on football Twitter rather than a lot of these pundits. Hmm. Really, really. And, okay, I don't like the DTs. I don't like the troops. Is what's wrong with done? I don't like them, but but they but they give at least they have a voice. They're not, not of... me, bro. <laughs> not that. I was talking about I that. On the oh, oh, oh sorry, <laughs> God, I didn't. but anyway, um, it, it, it's um, it's giving them fans a voice, and I feel like it's important to give the fans a voice. And I'm all for alternative media. We need, it needs to disrupt it because they need to have their game. They're not really doing their job. Hmm.
3: No, I agree. I think they're definitely scared, man. Like even just in regards to um, I can't say too much, but like just in regards to the way touchline fracas as a brand is there's definitely some kind of um uh i want to choose my words correctly but there, there's definitely a a fear there from certain media uh companies um about this new wave of um you know platforms coming through and the attention that they're receiving like the talks can't compete with what aftv bring to the table you know like talksport are still struggling to get listeners and you know it's they they rely on that old white old uh, what's it what do they call them the white van man kind of listener whereas arsenal fan tv whilst I'm not a big fan of it myself but they provide content for a much broader audience and the the the, the younger audience as well that's what people want to watch and these 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 companies you see it with sky sports sky sports have like you know these uh you know these um Social media influences on there like now with um you know their their football shows and whatnot they're trying to capitalize on that market as well so they're de- they're definitely scared of these platforms and they're either trying to you know go against the grain or try get on board with them if you get what I mean so um yeah
4: do, do you know one of the points as well that is um the new media um, and I think AfTV and um, Talksport are dire competitors in a way because they are they um. I don't wanna say AFTV is just living off outrage, but this is what most of the people go there for. Um when Arsenal lose, you know sometimes going there's gonna be some funny videos. Yeah. And um, they while I think some some videos are forced that like the guy went through his season to get away it was obviously that was just a stunt, it? So, but,
3: sorry Dan, can I just interrupt you there? Yeah. You make a good point on that because um I think Anton also made a good point in terms of yeah, they can criticise AFTV media for being, you know, uh, performative, um, uh, whatever you want to call it. But Adrian Durham has made a career out of doing that you know,
2: exactly. on, on his shows. Exactly. He,
3: some of his exactly. opinions, he can't honestly believe them. People like Alan Brazil, yeah, exactly. they're there for the performative nature, to get clicks, to get... Talksport are as much about clickbaits as AFT, AFTV are. So they can't use that. I'm sorry, they can't, because that's that's hypocrisy at its finest because TalkSport do that all the time. These stupid videos that they release with um, these uh, ignorant opinions with like uh, Laurie, what's his name? Uh, that, uh, not Laurie, what's his name? Saunders, Dean Saunders, J- J- sorry.
4: J- Jamie, um, Jamie O'Hara as well, just talking a load of wass on the week.
3: They, they, they do this for, they do it for the click so they can't talk about AFT's performative yeah. nature because they do it themselves. They do it themselves. So um, yeah, sorry Dan, go on. Uh, sorry for interrupting. Oh, Dan don't want to speak to you anymore. But anyway, yeah. Alright, no, I just thought that would be an interesting question to ask. Oh no no
4: no no I'm here, no I'm no I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Um the interesting thing with A T V as well, um, that um that like Mr. DT, because it's not me, I am D T, not Mr. D T, okay. Up, man, I was getting at it, but yeah, the real T, please turn up man, because I was getting at it but from the next guy was thinking what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> but um they are a... That anger is genuine. They're actual mm-hmm. Arsenal fans, so they're getting on the channel straight off off the game, fuming. Mm. Whereas, like that, uh, that Adrian whatever his name, is, he he's, he's conceptualizing those thoughts, thinking how to get clicks. I think maybe they have that in the back of their mind as well. But um, do you know what I mean? I, I just think I just think it's, it's it's ridiculous for them to to trust and for TV. And mm-hmm. um, even though I don't I don't like watching their videos because. <laughs> It's just embarrassing, really, at times. So, like when I get sent videos from other from other fans, it's just like, "Oh, look at Arsenal awesome fans! You guys are pathetic." But it's just because AfTV is the biggest, um, so I'm here for the new uh, for the new media, man. At the end of the day, I'd like to hear more people that look like me and think like me voice their opinions. So, hundred
3: percent, hundred percent. All right, let's do some listeners' questions from real listeners. Um, uh... 23 AFC asks expectations and hopes for the January transfer window that time's coming around isn't it it's like uh, the transfer window will be open in 3 weeks do we expect any movement this uh, this window and does it does it depend entirely on the new coach
0: I'd be I'd be shocked, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think some of the things that, that might have happened when um, Emery was still here, like, for example, if we still had Emery, I think Torreira would have looked to force his way out. Mm. I think Xhaka would have gone as well. Like, for example, I don't expect Xhaka to go anywhere now. I don't expect Torreira to go anywhere now. Um, the only thing we might do is dip in uh, for, like, maybe an emergency loan, or, or we might try and accelerate a purchase if there are, like, serious, serious injuries. Mm. But other than that, I think we'll just try and... Um, Go with what we have until the end of the season. Um, Maybe a new manager might come in, and and, and they might decide to help him with something. But um, other than that, other than the the, the maybe the fullback areas where an injury could cause a bit more concern, Tierney, uh, yeah, Tierney. But even then, yeah, it depends. It depends what they might do. They they might try and sort of look at inside alternatives. Um, I, I, I really don't see them doing anything major, major. I did read
3: something though, about how any new manager that comes in has been promised a defensive, or a centre-back signing. I don't know how true that is, and I can't remember who bloody... I we we have we
0: that. have like, we we have like six, seven centre-backs. Unless people are going, there's no, mm-hmm. like, we still haven't found a buyer from the staff. Oh, God, yeah. Um, there's Mavra Panos who never plays. I mean, there's a crap load of centre-backs. So, really and truthfully, we'd have to sell in my opinion, at least two to even get him one. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't see it. I don't
2: see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Any any other thoughts on transfer window, Leroy Dan?
2: Me, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced anything major is going to happen. I feel like we're going to get a few stopgap signings, so maybe some loans or some cheap deals to fill gaps. I, Raul doesn't really want to work in the January window. Um, the only way I see us making a significant signing is if we make an appointment either during or before the January window, and that person has like a, a big request, or if something goes catastrophically wrong with more injuries. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it will be much of nothing, to be honest. Yep. Uh,
4: Done. Yeah, similar similar to the guys. Um, uh, I don't think much will happen um, unless unless there's a there's someone coming in and they've been promised something, but I, I highly doubt it, to be honest. Cool.
3: Um, A-K-N-M-C
2: underscore ask Vieira or Arteta? Arteta over Vieira because I'm not keen on anyone who's underachieving for a bunch of players and Vieira's underachieving at Nice at the moment. And obviously, everyone saw that thread on Twitter from um, that French football guy saying that they're all the same problems that Emery has. So, yeah. um, Arteta's a complete unknown. I'm not team Arteta at all. But... It's something I'm willing to consider because I don't know if it'll be negative, and there is a possibility it might be positive. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but lads, um, well, Sean, I don't need to hear your answer, but Dan, <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same as Eroy. So um, I just don't like um, the 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 precedent that's been set, kind of thing from from Vieira um, uh, in regards to how he's managed some players as well, the development of um, Malangsa. Um, um um predominantly playing him as a right or left back now when he's a when he's a centre back. So stuff like this it's just like mm, I don't know. Um I'd rather not um and then with Arteta there's obviously the the positive references of Poch and um and Pep. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing I can go on. Um, obviously some of the players I've given him some good credit too, but um there's no real body of work. But I've seen Vierra's body of work and I've not been impressed so I'd rather take a chance on Arteta.
3: Cool. I I'd prefer Arteta as well. Um Camtonar twenty five asked where would we finish under the under the Ancelotti regime if he came in January? I think we'd stay exactly where we are if I'm being honest. Seventh, sixth, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I and, and that's the thing with me. I, I don't see a top a top ceiling with, with Ancelotti now. And also as, as as other guys have said, he's never really had a stellar stellar domestic record, you know what I mean? So he he's another one of those like you hire if you want to win a cup competition or yeah. whatever. But I don't see the marginal gains he's going to give us in the league especially at this, age, especially at his age now so yeah it's a no from me
3: yep 100% um, and one last question uh, Steel Diggs asks um, what changed after that first half do you reckon Jumberg changed something or that the team just knuckles down uh, i asked this question because I found it quite interesting that the, the players actually seem to get we were talking about it before the pod the players seem to be quite behind Freddie um is that something that you guys have picked up on, and uh, you know, is encouraging to you? And do, did did you see any uh, in-game changes from Freddie in the second half, or do you think like the players just kind of like rallied behind him and said, "Look, let's let's get this done"?
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I don't think there was anything particularly innovative Freddie did after the match. Chambers said um, Freddie spoke to them at halftime and just tried to urge them to move the ball a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see any sort of different tactical innovation that we find I just think we we got a bit more confidence once we equalised and and people just tried stuff a bit more. Um I, I really do think there's a lot to be said for soft factors like confidence in football and stuff as well and and and, and things just generally can change very, very quickly. Um and, and I think that, that just uh just a bit of confidence is is really what changed the match. And eventually once we got more confident, um the difference in quality told. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was really it for me. Uh
3: Leroy, any thoughts on that?
0: Where's
3: Rogan. <laughs> oh. He's tuned out already. He's tuned out already. All right, Dan, yeah, what about
4: you? Yeah, I think um second half, Mesut Uzzel was really, really poor. And then in the second half, and first half, sorry. And then the second half, he managed to get on the ball on a few occasions and managed to just get it to our forwards. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's where the danger came from. Um, him just um, actually actually playing half decent. I wouldn't say good, um, but doing his job halfway. So he was just getting into the pockets we finding him, he was turning, then passing the ball on. Um, so I think that's what the main difference was, and which then allowed us to get the ball to Pepe, and know, and then West End were on the ropes once we equalised. They're just they they were they're they're not really good at the moment as well. So I think that kinda of whenever whenever we started running them at them they were just very, very frightened and scared. So I think that's that's what really really turned the game.
3: Cool. Let's uh let's leave it there then. Um uh remember guys we got a live show on sunday so if you haven't got your tickets get your tickets for sunday come and watch the game with us um it might not be pretty but i'm expecting a high scoring game so um it should be entertaining to watch at least yeah you can get your tickets at shibs.com doors open at 1 p.m there's gonna be food there's gonna be alcohol you know so um yeah come and join us lads it was a pleasure to have you on hopefully uh, next time we speak, we'll have another video on the But yeah, uh, remember to use the hashtag Touchdown trackers and we'll be back next week.
1: Peace. Man could have had that fight, but I didn't mean, walk on sight. Man had to grab that mic. You're know, not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a oh, good energy, London. Trying to work again. with a bad man fight None of these guys can't it's do it like oh. it's man Aaron me. It's our Ramsey, that's, foul. that's the response Red of ball. Arsenal across the my team in the time I, I simply <laughs> lost the focus in the joy of equalising But I won't see right. Man could have had that fight. I'm going on have to And he go all the <laughs> way here. I'm going to that I'm going to to let wonderful play <laughs> put into practice, and not even come up with
2: an answer, the worthy Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore.
3: Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More.
4: Drink responsibly, B21.